In the first video in this section, I talked about the fact that there are basically two paths you can take um, if you want to start changing your part of the organization. Um, you can do it with the blessing of the top management or you can you know, simply start doing sort of under the radar screen. And in this video, I'll talk about you know, the, the path where you do it with the blessing of top management, um, which means that you're basically going to talk to people um, up there and um, you know, negotiate with them that you'll have a protected space, that you'll have a space where you'll do things differently. Um, and um, I've heard a number of people do this. Um, and generally, there's two components to that. The first one is that you'll you know, have sort of a contract with the people at the top to say, what is it that you promise um, you know, you'll deliver so that they will leave you alone, right? And in today's sort of results-obsessed organizations, that often simply means, you know, I'll deliver these kind of results, right? If, if I deliver these kind of results, you're happy you leave me alone, right? Um, so that's one part. Um, the other part is the part of, um, you know, what, what will you gain? You know, what parts of the system do you want to get freedom from, right? Um, and often it's something to do with um, all of the um, sort of the thicket of um, everything that the support functions imposes on you, right? So you might say, you know what, everything has to do with HR. Um, I'm free to do whatever I want. So I can hire people the way I want, I can onboard them, I can train them, I can do my own performance management, um, you know, maybe not salaries, maybe even salaries, I don't know. Um, but you know, that, that might be a conversation. Or maybe, you know, I, I would just want to be free from central purchasing, right? Um, I can just do my own purchasing because I need it. Um, I don't know what it is, but that is part of the conversation and the contract. So really two components, you know, what do I promise you? And, you know, what's the kind of freedom that I need and want um, and that you'll allow me to have in my little protected space? Um, Obviously, it's easiest to get this, um, this freedom if you are um, a relatively independent unit, right? Um, shortly after the book came out, I, I received an email from somebody in the south of France um, in IT organization, um, so the IT services, and he had negotiated that successfully with top management, and it seems to still be working a few years down the road, and he's doing wonderful things at his own team and just enjoys this little freedom. And it was quite easy to structure because um, this organization, you know, the units regionally were quite independent. Um, it's, it's, it's harder if you're part of a much more integrated organization, but, but even there, it, you know, it, it, it can be done. Um, the prime example of, of a more integrated organization um, where pockets start to do things differently is, is Michelin, you know, the global tire maker. Um, at, at, at some point, um, you know, there was somebody um, in, in HR, Monsieur Ballarin, who had this idea of trying, um, you know, self-organizing teams. And they started with 38 teams in different factories and, um, and got the approval from top management. And later they got the approval from top management to say, hey, let's in five factories try to extend it to the whole shop floor. And they get approval for that. Um, and so, yeah, so it can be. It can be done even in, in larger, more integrated organizations. Um, now, chances are higher that 
top management will approve this um, if you bring it well, right? And I think one way to bring it well is that you position this as sort of a laboratory, an experiment for some issue that top management actually cares about. So this is not just you doing this for yourself. You know, you're asking them for a protected space to pilot something, test something that might be interesting for them. Even though they don't fully understand what you'll actually really do. And you might go further than they would ever dream of. But, but it's, it's a language that they can understand. So uh, you know, is there a problem for them that um, they find that teams aren't innovative enough? Or is it that things aren't fast enough? Or is it that you have low employee engagement? Or um, you know, is it that things are too bureaucratic? Um, you know, what, what is it that top management uh, worries about? And can you talk to them in that language and say, hey, I'll make an experiment? Um, feel free to pepper it with all sorts of you know, buzzwords and you know, say, oh yeah, we'll, you know, and we'll pilot some agile. And, you know, because um, chances are top management will actually be quite happy to have some little team there doing something that sounds sexy. So you know, they can talk to the outside world and the CEO can talk to his CEO buddies um, you know, saying, oh yeah, yeah we, do some, we do some agile too. Yeah, we, have a, we have an agile pilot project. Um, and so that might help you get approval for your uh, protected space, right? Um, at, at Michelin, um, uh, you know, that's something that, that Bertrand Ballerin understood, I think, really well, is that um, Michelin has a, had a history of, um, of sort of very, uh, you know, very strong corporate culture, sort of very paternalistic, family-owned um, culture at, at Michelin. Um, and that culture uh, started to disintegrate when they did a very massive and successful uh, lean management project, right? And so they brought in lean into all the factories and it brought out sort of huge standardization and improvements of, of efficiency. But it, it also came with something that felt cold and that sort of felt like it killed the old um, culture of, of, of working at Michelin. So their engage, employee engagement was extraordinarily low. And so the, the contract um, that um, you know, these pilot teams had with the top management was um, let us try out something where we give more freedom, more self-organizing to the front line um, as a way to get um, you know, higher um, employee engagement and to go, go back to creating sort of a really strong positive culture in the way we were used to having it. And top management simply asked to say like, yeah, We'd be super happy if that works out. Um, as long as results don't get worse, you know, go ahead. So that was sort of their, the contract that they, that they dealt with there. So that's, the, that's my suggestion for you is, um, you know, think about the, the contract that you would um, negotiate with top management and, you know, what is the issue that they have that you can link what you're trying to do to. Um, you know, can you um, do something that, you know, if it works out on your scale, they might find helpful. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.